welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann. Eli? Good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. Been watching me some TV. Well, let's talk about it. What have you been watching? Well, first of all, did you know that the latest season of The Great British Bake Off has dropped on the Netflix? Okay, it's on my list too. Um, you go. Not allowed my thoughts. Have you been watching it? Of course I've been watching it. So I only watched one episode so far. Why? Because I just started it last. I've been very busy. That is no excuse. I know. And I'll, you know, I ride or die for a great British baking show. They cannot make too many seasons of no. this. They cannot make too many episodes within a season. No. I cried. Yeah. Like seven times on yeah. the first episode. Yeah. And I, I love that the show really has not changed. Like season one to season now, there's not really anything that's any different. Some of the people are different. The hosts have changed and uh, one of the judges changed. But it's the same show. I get the same feels. Yeah. Why, why are you giving me skeptical eyes? I was just thinking about the meeting I have after this. I wasn't thinking about what you were saying. Oh, <laughs> that explains actually a lot of the reactions you give me in our conversations. Well, so what do you think so far? Don't no spoilers. I'm only no on spoilers. I love it. Of course, I love it. It's interesting because we're getting it week by week. We're not getting the full season. Okay, so is that what's happening? Because I noticed yeah. there were only two episodes dropped on Netflix. Yeah, which um, at first I'm like, oh come on, but now I'm like, no, this is better for me. Yeah. You know, drag it out. Otherwise, I'd already be done with the season. So has Netflix ever done that before? This is a new thing they're doing. Why? We, the, uh, we I, all I, went to Netflix because they didn't do this. I thing. don't know. I think that we went to Netflix because we wanted to watch TV on our own time. Yeah. I think that they are now playing around with models to find out what works best. And I think they're scared because Disney Plus is coming. Oh, yeah. They are what? about to be obliterated. Do you think you're not going to use Netflix anymore? Um, it really just depends on what's on Disney Plus. I would I would keep Netflix solely for a great British baking show. Honestly. Um, you can get it through PBS. You can pay for it through PBS. What? Yeah. And then you give PBS your money. Yeah. That's a good thing. I'm actually like a donor to PBS. I know. You br- you bring this up about every 3 months to me. It's like a weird flex. No, okay. it, it's not a weird flex. It's a good flex because I'm a good person who <laughs> donates are, to my local PBS station. Thank you for doing that because otherwise I wouldn't have had Mr. Bean in the 90s. Someone tweeted about when you're a kid and you hear PBS and they say, brought to you by viewers like you. And kids are like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like they just have no idea what that means. Like, yes, doing my part. <laughs> Like watching it is what, you know, it's the Yeah, they're just like, oh, you're welcome. So when in the 80s, the late 80s, this is like one of the earliest memories of my life. My parents went on PBS, like they answered the phones. You know how? Oh, wow. I don't know if they still do that. Pledge drive? The pledge drive. And it like shows all the people in the back, like sitting in like these tiers of phones and like answering the phones. And yeah. they're like, We're, we have people taking your call, so mm-hmm. take your pledge, whatever. And my parents were on that. Wow. I don't think I'm making this memory up. Okay. But so, you know, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, go. so um, I, I, I recall that my parents were on it. It may have been for an actual, like, chair, like dis- natural disaster. Maybe it was for the San Francisco earthquake. But they were on the phones for some reason. Okay. And then I don't know if this is related, if this was actually related to the event that brought them onto the TV, but my sister asked them why they were participating in some kind of um, thing. And my mom was trying to explain to her that they were doing something for 
I'm scratched this whole story. I honestly don't know. <laughs> but all I know is growing up, I used to tell my friends that my parents worked for Sesame Street because of this one time they were on the phones on PBS. So I've always been very confused about the whole like structure of PBS. That was that what took us too long to get to that conclusion. And Amazing. I'm sorry. Amazing. You do a storytelling show. <laughs> You're a professional storyteller. Just, you run a storytelling <laughs> podcast. I just told the worst story I have ever told in my life, and I'm mortified. Dave, don't cut any of this. I want a record. Incredible. Of my downfall. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on. No, but uh, I, in answer to your question, I think that it's as delightful as ever. Mm-hmm. I love everyone on it. Yeah. There's not a single person where I'm like, wow, this is a stinker. I'm like, I'm, these are all my new best friends. Yeah. They're, so, in, in the however many seasons I've watched, like six, what, six seasons that I've watched? Who knows? Five. Yeah. Uh, there have only ever been two people that I truly didn't like. Okay. Ruby, because, oh my gosh, that was one whiny little brat. You know, I liked her on the show, but then apparently afterwards she was like. Yeah, a nightmare. She like trashed Paul Hollywood. Yeah. I couldn't stand her on the show because I thought she whined the whole time. And then um, number two was Raul. Who, I know you're the. He I was love so Raul. whiny. No. Every time he bakes something, he'd be like, "Oh, it's just bloody awful. It's awful." And then they'd be like, "It's perfect." And he'd be like, "Okay." And it was. He I just, just can't handle people like that. He just needs love. No, and he got it. Yeah. So what was his problem? Well, now he's probably better. Uh, he didn't get better. He didn't get better. It was like his. Co- it's this wasn't a, a confidence situation. You know, it wasn't like at, by the end of the season he's like, I am good at this. Like Nadia, remember Nadia? She was the best. She like kind of started out a little bit that way, and by yeah. the end of the season, she's like, I can't believe that I'm capable of this. Yeah. And it was like you saw her come into her own, and so I think I was just frustrated that Raul never took off. Sure. Okay, that's fair. All right. What else? Uh, last night. I caught an episode of Growing Pains. Whoa. Leonardo DiCaprio years? Yes. It yes. was, it was um, the episode, in fact, uh, in which Leonardo DiCaprio departs the show. Oh, no. So it was like almost the series finale. 1992. Weird that it was only four years before Titanic because he looks like a small child in Growing Pains. He looks like a small child in Titanic. Yeah. Um, after... Growing Pains had been playing for about three minutes. Skylar said, can we please turn this off? I am so uncomfortable. Really? Because Growing Pains and all the sitcoms of that era, I think, are so hokey to watch. Oh, yeah. Have you caught an episode of Growing Pains in recent years? No, it's probably been 20 years. It is like earnest to a degree that it feels like they're being sarcastic about it, but you know they're not. Okay, yeah. It's pretty bad. It would only play as irony now. I think so. Okay. So I don't know what that says about us, but it's a situation. And then <laughs> it's something. last night I was watching John Oliver. Oh, do you watch John Oliver? I watch it every week. I didn't know that. Yeah, like I think he's funny and I think I think his the things that he decides to do with shows on are pretty interesting. Um, sometimes I have to like take little breaks because I start just getting angry about the news. It's what? not good for me. Yeah. But anyway, last night he's doing John Oliver's doing his thing, and as a part of like a joke, he played a clip of Jimmy Stewart in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, mm-hmm. and it's like this way overacting clip, mm-hmm. just super overacting. And when the clip ended, it cut to John Oliver, and he just said. Jimmy Stewart was a bad actor. They all were back then, but he was extra bad. And like everybody laughed. 
And I got to thinking about it. And I was like, was everyone, do I just give everybody a pass from that era? Because I'm like, oh, it's a different time, different culture. That's people acted differently back then. Were they just actually really bad actors, but like the standard was so low because I don't know, everybody was so I think, starving? I think I, they all thought they were in place. Yeah, right? it's like play acting. Yeah, like they're like over the top and like loud and see here and I'm talking in this weird voice, you know? And I'm Girl Friday and yeah, yeah. I'm on a typewriter. Click, click, click. Because if you saw anybody act like that in a movie now, you'd be like, this is atrocious. Yeah, but I think that it was a transition from on stage acting to film <laughs> acting and they, it was a rough, rough go of it there for a while. Fascinating. But the stories were still good, so we yeah. still watch the movies. Well, so was The Wizard of Oz. Were they bad in that? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were bad? Yeah. And they're not. I mean, good. The Wicked Witch of the West, she brought her hate game to that movie. I mean, they're all, it's just hokey. Like, it's just like a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Anyway, it made me feel sad about Jimmy Stewart. Apparently, he was a bad actor. But a good guy. But a, probably. I don't know. Uh, what have you been watching? Um, so, for months, you told me that I need to see Late Night. And it popped up on Amazon Prime. Okay, wait a second. I didn't say you need to see it. No, you. I'm sorry. You asked if I had seen it. Yet. Yeah, I. I didn't recommend this film to you. No, I. I would not say that you had. Okay. I would say that you wanted to talk with me about yes, it. Yes, I wanted to know what you thought about it. There. Women are master communicators. <laughs> so, I watched it because it's on Amazon Prime, and it was enjoyable question mark yeah i wasn't mad but i also didn't really care what happened to any of them yeah you know yeah mindy kaling i just maybe i'm just not a fan yeah so that's a hot take because people love mindy, mindy people really do love mindy kaling but i read her book okay is everyone hanging out without me and was not overly impressed okay and then everything i've seen her do since I feel like is a lesser version of what Tina Fey would do. Oh. I feel like the Mindy Project was a lesser 30 Rock. Wow. It's like airbrushed Tina Fey? Yeah. Girl, sweeter, um, not sillier, but kind of ditzier Tina Fey. Less funny. Less funny, How less interesting. cutting. Well, did you like her in The Office? Yeah. Because Kelly was like one of my favorite. She was a character in the office. In the office. You know, she was uh, playing a character. She wasn't driving the plot at any point. No, mm -mm. no. But she was a writer on the office. She was a writer, and I think she's probably a very talented writer. But mm -hmm. on screen, I'm just not all in. Yeah. So, I think she's a delightful person. Yeah. Her art, I'm lukewarm. What on. did you think of Emma Thompson? Loved in her. Late night. I love Emma Thompson. Yeah. I thought she did an incredible she, she job. She was fun to watch. She was it. fun to watch. Um, John Early was fun. I wish he had more to do in that. I did not remember that he's in it. Yeah. Because I didn't know who he was when I saw it. He's in it. He's one of the writers. Oh. You have no reason to remember that. It's not no. like he has anything memorable. I didn't I didn't like any of the dudes in the movie, actually. Well, and I think that's kind Just of the like point of the movie. Misogynist dude. Oh, except, then... except there's no, they never reconcile that. Yeah. Like, there's no day of reckoning for the misogynist dudes in that movie. And that's what bugged me. It was like, okay, we're supposed to dislike them. And then at the end, they're fine. No, just... at the end, it's like a completely diverse writing room. Like, the end was so over the top for me. Yeah. Like, the all the people of color. It was yeah. like, okay, 
I honestly feel like you're doing a disservice to the like mm-hmm. people of color who are writers because mm-hmm. it feels I don't know hokey, hokey and over the top, unlike they were token hires. I don't know. It was weird. I'm conflicted about the end. Okay. It it was a fun movie to watch on a Friday afternoon. Okay. While I was kind of doing other things. I I think I agree. I walked out. I was like I what I said to Skyler when we walked out is. I was entertained by that, and I don't think it's a good movie. Yeah. 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 And the comedy I didn't think was funny. No. The stand-up also, was not funny in it. Also, she goes to a benefit uh, f- because her dad died of lung cancer. So it's a benefit that is raising money for lung cancer research. But the way it's phrased is benefit in support of lung cancer. What? Yeah. The sign says, in support of lung cancer. And it's like, wait, so you're raising money to help <laughs> lung cancer? <laughs> Kill more people? <laughs> Sloppy. Sloppy. Hire an editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally started Love Island. What is that? Love Island is if Bachelor in Paradise decided to drop all pretense mm-hmm. about finding love and just have hot people hook up with each other. Oh, no. It's amazing. And it's from the UK. And so if the Great British Baking Show is emblematic of classy high society uk mm-hmm. love island is the jersey shore White for trash. america <laughs> like they they talk and they're like the thing is i think i fancy thing. him <laughs> like like the like almost indiscernible accents there's uh-huh. one woman from ireland who i cannot understand a single word of well, what she's saying yeah a single word it's like dairy girls every it's time like dairy, dairy girls, girls but yeah. worse i'm yeah. like you're talking and part of it's like her lip filler it's like just getting the words out is tough <laughs> and then her accent is so thick i am so fascinated by this show yeah it's like being an anthropologist, watching young, dumb people oh my gosh. try and win a game on camera. Oh, my gosh. Can't get enough. Okay. And then, I, won't wa- I won't watch it, but let me know how it goes. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Here, you want to hear how it ends? Mm-hmm. So, it, they whittle it down. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I don't know who wins. Okay. I just know the premise. Okay. They whittle it down to four couples. Okay. The public votes on their favorite couple. Okay, so there's one couple standing, mm-hmm. and there's a sum of money that they receive, and they can decide if they want to keep the money and stay together, split the money, or one of them keeps all the money and goes their way. So it's the prisoner's dilemma, right? Yeah. So they make their choice confidentially what? and then reveal it to each other. Shut this down. I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> anyway. TV's hitting rock bottom. You can find Love Island on Hulu. <laughs> Great. And then I watched Matilda, the reason we're here today. Oh, Matilda. What a trip. Matilda, directed by Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. of all people. Uh-huh. Uh, and narrated by Danny DeVito. Narrated Devito, by which Danny DeVito. Very off-putting for me. He's uh-huh. like a child abuser who's also politely narrating this movie. Okay, right? Like mm-hmm. the the villain in the well, one of the villains in the movie is also the narrator. Okay, hot take. I think the main villain in this movie was Miss Honey, but we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, can I tell you my relationship with this movie before we get into it? I would love that. So my origin story with Matilda, the 1996 film, was 
In May of 1996, my childhood best friend Sam and I both turned 12 years old, Mm -hmm. and we had recently become familiar with the literature upon which Matilda the film was based, Matilda the book. The Roald Dahl classic. So we were very excited when Matilda was released, and one morning, because it was summer, we pulled up the newspaper, we found like the first time that it was showing for the day. Because that's how you used that's to find movies. That's how we used movies. to find movies. We walked two miles to the movie theater with Whoa. $5 bills. We bought our tickets. We sat in the theater. We were the only two people in the entire theater. We watched in what I would call critical silence. Mm. And when the film ended, Sam, who is also gay, which is not relevant, but it is, <laughs> turned to me and said, that is going to get nominated for an Oscar. Amazing. And then I responded, Psh, good luck beating Phenomenon, because Phenomenon, Phenomenon the John Travolta the Phenomenon had also been released in 1996, and I was a stand for Phenomenon. Neither of the Incredible. films, neither of these films, these cinematic masterpieces were nominated for Phenomenon, Best Picture. Phenomenon, when he has a brain tumor, and all yeah. of a sudden he like figures out gravity like or something. Like an alien hits him or something, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has like... It's like that movie Lucy where she gets the full 100% of her brain capacity. Mm, I never saw it. It's a terrible movie. Don't go see that. (laughs) Not as good as 1996's Phenomenon. Yeah. Anyway, this was the first year that I um, stopped giving credit to the Oscars because when neither of those films were nominated, I was just like... Heartbreaking. These people don't even know what they're doing. Matilda Matilda came out this year. So, uh, believe it or not, Mm. I was an annoying child. (laughs) I had also read the source material. Okay. And my review, I think, was not as good as the book, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, And I honestly feel the same way today. Okay. Set in this movie? Incredible. Oh, yeah. Wormwood's house. What year does it take place? Vague. Just... Sometime. Sometime. I'm thinking it was by the the 70s or the 90s. Present day with like a couple who have a very 70s aesthetic. 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to say. And that's kind of part of the charm, right? It is kind of part of the charm. And I feel like that's kind of part of the charm of Roald Dahl in general. There's not a time and place so much. Just a wacky world. Just a whimsical, wacky world. Yeah. Whimsical is is exactly the the word for it. Sure. Um, I was surprised by how dark it is. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about all kinds of child abuse, basically. Yes. yes, that was made for children. So I was very surprised yesterday watching this. First time I've seen it in like 20 years. And within about the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like getting teary eyed because of this poor kid who's being neglected by her parents. Right. Who like leave her every morning and they're like, she's what, four? And they're like, well, there's I something think- on the stove. I think they kind of play it for laughs, but they throw the car seat in the back of the car. Yeah. And I was like, no. Like, yeah. I was, I had a hard time watching that. Yeah. It's disturbing. It's rough. Yeah. Um, I think we used to trust kids more with their ability to consume heavier subject matter. Okay. For better or worse. Do you think we, the, the makers of this film considered this to be heavy subject matter? Yeah, like Trunchbull killed her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's like a major part of the story. Brother-in-law, but yeah. I mean, yeah. like that's in there. Yeah. Um, and 
everything she does, it, it's beyond child abuse. It's like actual attempted homicide. Oh, yeah. Of And torture. She has a literal torture chamber yeah. in the school that she is placing yeah. five-year-olds in. This, for some reason, American school that has a, uh, <laughs> what are they called? The chokey? No, but what's her role? A principal. No, but she's not Warden? a principal. A headmaster. Headmaster. She's called the headmaster, and she's British, and it's an American school. Sure. I think they were like, well, Roald Dahl is British, so we need to have one British character. And it's it's got to be a private school, right? So maybe yeah. they can call it whatever they want. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, I am all in on the first two acts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Third act, not so much. When she starts getting her magical powers. When she, uh, that and like when they go to Trunchbull's house okay. and then the resolution. Yeah. I have no interest in watching the last third of this movie. Okay. Your thoughts. Okay. My thoughts. Um, this movie was more entertaining than I was expecting it to be on my watch yesterday. Okay. It was also less, it was harder to stomach a lot of it. Yeah. I do think that Miss Honey is the low-key villain of this film because... Every day that that woman is not calling CPS or the FBI or whoever to report that there is a an actual murderer in her school trying to murder children yeah. every single day and putting them in torture chambers. She's Bad an accomplice. Like, okay, Miss Honey is like off in her classroom teaching her kids to like whisper a poem so they can learn to spell difficult. And I'm like, actually, this isn't. <laughs> this should not be your priority right now. Like, these. Why kids, are all these women married? We yeah. <laughs> So that is my favorite joke of the entire film is when Miss Miss Trunchbull comes into the classroom and the kids are like, Miss Honey taught us to spell the word difficult with a poem. And the poem is like, Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I. And they like go through all these. But why? 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 I don't know. But Miss Trunchbull <laughs> screams, enough. Why are all of these women married? And I like scream laugh. Yeah, it's amazing. I think Miss Trunchbull like. Yes, she's a child abuser, but Star at, least, performance. at least she's overt about it. <laughs> like, Miss Honey is just like, cool, put the kids in the torture chamber. What do I, I care? I'm just wearing a cardigan. And I'm I just, talk and like I this. whisper, um, and I whisper. I weigh 104 Plus, pounds, soaking wet. This isn't just like my cynical take as an adult. I remember as a child thinking it would be super boring to live with Miss Honey. Oh, for Her sure. Her house is the worst. A dumb little cottage. Dumb little cottage. It looks drafty in there. <laughs> it does. And then she, that is not an insulated cottage. No. And then she's just like pouring tea all day and like wanting to talk about Moby Dick. I would be like, turn on the TV. Where, yeah. where do the wormwoods Can live? we watch the Sticky Money show? <laughs> all right, which looks amazing. Talk about the Sticky Money well, show. I would. She's like mad that her eyes are being held open. She has to watch the Sticky Money show, which looks like the best show ever made they paint sticky gloop on each other and then run I think into it's honey hun- like they cover thematic your, they cover their bodies in honey and then they blow all this they go in this chamber them. where there's money blowing sticky and see honey. How they, such a good idea for a show such a good i, I would green light that tomorrow <laughs> we want to watch a show so i texted you yesterday meg that i felt like the depiction of the wormwoods was a personal attack on me because apart from the child abuse stuff like the way they treat their children the whole time yeah. i was watching them i was like i kind of like to hang out with the wormwoods oh, yeah. i'm knee deep in love island right now <laughs> I would 100% hang out with the Wormwoods. Also, mottos, incredible. You chose books. I chose looks. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, you chose books. I chose looks. And it seems to be a real indictment on people who do their hair. Like, every time you see the Wormwoods, they're, like, fixing their hair, and I'm like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) 
They're just presenting their best selves to the world. Mrs. Wormwood looks amazing. Incredible. <laughs> they are the true stars of the film. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, I was kind of rooting for them at the end when they're escaping the, F- the Pee Wee Herman FBI. I was like, <laughs> come on, Wormwood. You guys can make it to Guam. You can have a good life in Guam. Yeah. You don't need this brat-nosed kid who's reading Moby Dick at age five and being, can like, you, self-righteous can about you it. you imagine if your kid was reading Moby Dick? You'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. Nice flex, child. <laughs> oh, and poor Pee Wee Herman, by the way. Okay, Uh-oh. can we talk about this? Pee Wee Herman? I, get, I turned, Stephen was watching with me. I was like, didn't he go to jail? Did you read his whole Wikipedia he did not page? Go to jail. No, he didn't go to jail. I went and read his whole Wikipedia why was page. That, why did we think that as children? Because our parents didn't know how to explain to us what had happened. What did happen? Okay, so he was caught in an adult theater. Yeah. Pleasuring himself. Okay. Um, and there was like a raid on this adult theater. That's illegal. And so he was I I guess he was arrested or cited at some point. He never went to he never was like a convicted felon. It ended up getting pleaded down to like a misdemeanor and this and that, whatever else. But the public perception was completely, you know, destroyed. It was like all in the tabloids. His show got canceled. It was already getting canceled because Mm. he had decided not to continue it. But the public perception was that it was getting canceled for that reason. And it just it just destroyed his career. And I remember as a kid, my dad, my dad explained to me like, well, Pee Wee got in big trouble. He had to go to jail because he was walking around naked. <laughs> I remember hearing that he walked on stage and flashed a bunch of people. Yeah. Like there were things like like that's how it was explained to the kids. And I don't know why our parents uh, yeah. even bothered. Like that's a that's a dangerous game of telephone. We were yeah. all playing in elementary school. And then he's gotten in trouble a couple of other times over the years. There was at one point his house got raided in like this child pornography investigation, but he was never convicted or I think even charged with anything related to that. But there's just always kind of some weird like sex stuff around him. Hmm. But he is not good in Matilda. And I, I assume that this was like kind of his comeback or maybe the first time he had been seen in something in a few years because like... All yeah. of the scandal happened in like ninety two, and this yeah. film's ninety six. And I remember thinking, like, "Oh my gosh, Pee Wee Herman!" Pee Wee's back, yeah. yeah. And he's weird in this. Yes, he's like trying to play like this tough guy, very not Pee Wee Herman character. I mean, once you're Pee Wee Herman, you're always Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. The only person who's overcome that is Brian Cranston, who went from Dad and Malcolm in the Middle to Drop Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then what's he doing now? Things? Bad movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I heard that one Trump, uh, Trump, it's like, I don't know, trombone or something. It was not good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're both uh, batting whatever. Brought our A game to the podcast. (laughs) Brought our C game. Um, I think the hero of this movie is the librarian. Oh, she's... And the hero of this movie is the library. Yes. That is the best library I have ever seen. Where is this It looks like Hogwarts. Right. Like, she walks in and it's just like this magical palace. Where was, do we know where this was filmed? I have no idea. Because that library is magical and yet they, like, live in the suburbs. And that librarian, I can find a picture book, a book with lots of pictures for you if you'd like. I want to take that woman home. Right. She should be 
everyone's grandma. But ever. again, why was she not calling authorities that this child was showing up to the library by herself every day? This film could have ended very fast with one <laughs> CPS call. It's like one CPS call. And it's like, oh, these parents aren't putting their kid in school and they leave her alone all day every day. Yeah, not a good look. And then they, they obviously don't want her. They like adopt her out at the end, which is... Troubling. Adoption is not that easy. <laughs> no, I'm Matilda's got sure. the papers ready to go, and she's yeah. like, "Go ahead, give up your parental rights. I'll turn these into the court. No questions shall be asked." Yeah, and it's also, easy. I loved, and I don't think I ever noticed this as a child, but the scene at the very, very end when the parents pull up and they're like, "Matilda, get in the car. We're running from the police," and she's like, "Actually, Miss Honey will adopt me." And Miss Honey is never asked about this. Yeah. Like Miss Honey is standing on the porch, and and I was like trying to read her body language, and I was like, does Miss Honey want a child at this point? She got in her a life? lot on her plate. Like, she finally just got rid of the trunch pull. Yeah. She probably wants to go date. Downloaded for a while. eHarmony. But, yeah. Like she's ready to get the next chapter of her life going. Like, no one's like, do you want to take in this child? But she's kind of like, well, I kind of have to. I I do, guess. do I have a choice? <laughs> That's Miss Honey's whole thing. Like she never really sticks up for herself. I would I would adore Miss Honey if she had a little more spice. Backbone. You know, just a little more personality than what's shown in this movie, which is like such a nurturing presence yeah. that you're like, I cannot relate to you. I needed an actual reason for why she couldn't stop. Mrs. Trunchbull. There was none. And like this is you can't explain it away like it's a whimsical world where there's no law enforcement because law enforcement are a part of this film. They're like chasing the wormwoods for yeah. selling used cars illegally. Yeah. And so like the fact that she's just like letting this crap happen at the school. Also, is Miss Honey the only teacher? I was just going to say, where are the other teachers? It's a giant school with kids of all these different ages, but you never see any other adult in it. Suspicious. So what are all these other teachers doing? This is all just a figment of Matilda's imagination, clearly. What do we think about the way the Trunchbull is depicted? I mean, I think it's an amazing performance. It's an amazing performance. I feel like you have an issue. I, I don't know if I have an issue. I think I don't love that Miss Honey is, like, pretty and skinny and the Trunchbull is, like, this large woman who's disgusting and, like— Who threw discus, right? Or was it shot put? All shot put, javelin throw, and yeah. whatever. Um, so I don't love the like the depiction of like I don't yeah I don't think basically I, this queer lesbian character is like the villain. I don't love that, but mm, but yeah. she she gave a hundred percent of that character and it was very convincing. Like the Trunchbull is a disturbing person to watch, but also I wanted her on screen the whole time. Yeah, I don't think I don't think making this movie in 2019 would have the same aesthetics. Yeah, uh, I don't know about the casting. If you pull up the actress's photo, she's lovely. Yeah, um, and they clearly went to great efforts to make her not lovely. Um, she's she's sweaty all she's the time. Sweaty. She looks hairy. Bad she's teeth. Always got crap in her teeth. Yeah, um, masculine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad. She's Ursula. Essentially, Ursula's sexy. Yeah, Ursula that's true. has like Ursula's a, got sex. There's appeal. a vibe with mm -hmm. Ursula that she is. Yeah, she is a sexual being. Miss yeah. Trunchbull, I would not say the same. In fact, when you say lesbian, I almost I would almost say like asexual. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that wrong? I probably. I don't know. 
I do not know what I'm talking about. I don't know. She. It was just, it's a very fascinating character to watch and a really compelling performance. I will give her that. She's absolutely the performance of the movie, except for maybe Rhea Perlman, who is incredible. I love her so much. So great. And this is back when they were married. Yeah. Well, they're still married. Are they? They're separated, but they've said publicly that they, were, they never planned to file for divorce. So I don't know what that means. But they are, like, not living together, apparently. Interesting. Which is so sad. And Danny DeVito, like, what's he... He's doing Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I feel like he is that character now. Mm-hmm. He's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's very good in this, too. I'm not sure why they had him narrate it. It's confusing. He made the movie. I think he called all the shots. Yeah. I'm not sure why he had himself narrate it, though. Movie stars, you know? Yeah, movie stars. <laughs> There's no stopping him. Um, My favorite sign in the classroom is the when they because you know how every time the trench bowls co- comes to the classroom they have to like make everything look gray and cover yeah, up yeah, all the yeah. artwork and there's a sign over the chalkboard that says if you are having fun you are not learning mm, love it <laughs> so true <laughs> i don't know why but i just love that amazing <laughs> why do matilda and miss honey whisper when they talk to each other. I hate it. I hate it so much. Just talk like normal people. You're kind of grossing me out. <laughs> I mean, there's a lid for every pot. And I guess Matilda and Miss Honey, they're probably the only two people in the world who can stand each other. You know what's interesting is Mario Wilson's career. Because she um, just, like, jumped out of acting after this by choice. Yeah. Have you, like, followed her recently? I, like, followed her on Twitter and then unfollowed her. She's very annoying. I'm sorry to say it, but she has gotten very Tell me. So I've heard her on a bunch of podcasts, and I've seen her in interviews, and she's just, like, very know-it-all okay. kind of – I don't know how to say this without sounding, like, the worst, but just, like, talks too much. <laughs> and there was this one podcast I heard her on recently where they ask her a basic question, and she goes on for, like, five minutes – uh, saying things that are not even interesting, but you can tell she thinks she's like very fun to listen to. And the hosts keep trying to intervene to stop it. And Ooh. she's so like unaware. I'm being terrible. I just think she's kind of annoying. Why did you have to stop following her on Twitter? I think she was tweeting too much. Oh you tweet more than three times a day, you're out. Mm. <laughs> That's my limit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a limit. <laughs> You can um, maybe convince me to refollow you, but it has to be like a really good tweet. So Mara Wilson's pretty good in this for being however old she actually was. I don't think she's actually six in the film. I think she's more like nine. Nine. I would say nine. Um, but most of the child actors are terrible in this. Child, I mean, that's hard. It is hard. And I am very critical of child actors. Like, I have a real hard time with Because you wish you had been one? No, because I just think that they're not good. And so they're not fun for me to watch because I'm just like, why am I watching children not do a thing well? (laughs) Like, I'll just... I'll just do a movie where there aren't children. I'd rather What die. about Dakota, Dakota Fanning in I Am Sam? Oh, she's great. Yeah. She's great in I Am Sam. And I, I don't know how that kid was so talented at that age in her life, but she was fantastic. I agree. Um, but the kids in this movie are awful. Yeah. Awful. And I think some of it was the writing. When they, like, introduce the kids, they do my one of my least favorite tropey things where the kids introduce one another in a very like robotic way that is clearly geared toward introducing the characters to the audience because we can't just write them and let us discover who these characters are. So it's like, hi, I'm Matilda. 
I'm six. I'm Claire. Claire, I'm seven. I've been here for a year. What does your father do? You know, it's just like this okay. like very weird back no, and forth. Okay, I have to tell you, that's how kids talk to each other. Really? I listen to my kids talk to other kids on the playground, and they introduce themselves. They ask their name, mm-hmm. and then they ask how old they are. You have to know how old another kid is, like right off the bat, huh. for some reason. And then they ask questions, like Ramona asked another kid, are your parents bigger than you? Like, they just, like, are, like, drilling down, trying to get as much information on this kid's (laughs) life, like, right off the bat. Like, that's authentic. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's, like, this part where the kids are introducing each other on the playground. And the one kid who's been there for a while, she's a little bit older, she's like, well, the trench bowl is pretty bad, but it's not as bad as the chokey. Mm. And the kids are like, what's the chokey? And Mm -hmm. she says, yeah, the (laughs) chokey. And then she, like, explains what the chokey is. And it's just totally authentic. It's it just I can't do it with these kids. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Anything else about Matilda? I think think that's I think that I'd give it a seven, seven out of ten. If it was just the first hour, I'd give it an eight. But the last is it you don't like the magical powers. What is what's your problem? I just I just feel like the last third is just a slog. I just Mm -hmm. can't. It's not as fun as the first part. Okay, that's it. Okay, I'm a shallow person. I I I just want to watch Love Island. I'm I was very bothered that the way the movie ends is Danny DeVito's like. So now Matilda and Miss Honey live together, and she never has to use her powers again. And I was like, "What? She should save the world. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like join a Justice League? Her she should still use her powers. Like this is a pretty big deal that she could move things with her mind." (laughs) At least take her to MIT, let them run some tests, like something. <laughs> Again, 100%. Miss Honey not doing her job as an adult. Ugh, Miss Honey. Get a life, get Miss those, Honey. Get, get a those, boyfriend. Get those government people who quarantine Just Take ET. off the cardigan. <laughs> Stop whispering. Come oh, on. She is the worst. <laughs> All right. Thanks he- for listening, everybody. Hero, Trunchbull, Remember, villain. <laughs> the nice guy in movies is never the person who helps the child. <laughs> Okay. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye.